In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you remember back uh, just a few short years ago, there was an Ebola outbreak in 2014. According to 2016 data from World Bank, the 2014 outbreak infected more than 28,000 people in Liberia, Sierra Leone, and Guinea, and claimed the lives of more than 11,000 people. Dr. Kent Brantley, a Christian and a medical missionary, moved to Liberia with his wife and children in 2013, a year before the outbreak, to work with Samaritan's Purse as a general practice physician. He had no idea what was about to happen. But when Ebola struck, Dr. Brantley didn't turn and run away like so many others did. Instead, he decided to stay. And he turned in his general practice scrubs for a hazmat suit and became the chief medical person at the hospital for the Ebola patients. He decided to stay, feeling that God had placed him there for a time such as this. Eventually, he became the first American to contract the disease. And it could have cost him his life. But God miraculously healed him. Thousands upon thousands of lives were saved because of Dr. Kent Brentley, said Franklin Graham, president of Samaritan's Purse, noting the awareness the doctor's experience brought to the disease. Because when he came home, he was able to use both his sickness and his healing as a platform to tell the whole world just what a crisis this was and to send lots and lots of aid and help to those places that were most affected. Now, I have some bad news for all of you. You are all seriously sick. And it's not Ebola, but unfortunately, it's something much, much worse. Ebola might kill your body, but the disease I'm talking about can kill your soul as well. And that disease is sin. Sin is like a deadly virus, which was first contracted by our parents, Adam and Eve, and it's been passed down through the generations ever since. It's a disease which breaks relationships, which causes heartache, which has countless symptoms that manifest differently in different people. But ultimately, it separates us from the source of life, God himself. God is perfectly holy, and we are not. Our sin caused us to be separated from God. But even in the midst of that, he never stopped loving us. From the moment of that very first sin... God had already devised a rescue plan. God knew that we could never build a bridge back to him. And so he decided to build a bridge to us, doing what we couldn't do for ourselves. Jesus and the Father agreed that Jesus would enter into the creation and become human. And they both knew that ultimately, Jesus would have to suffer and die to accomplish the mission that he was sent to accomplish. In Paul's letter to the Romans, 
He writes this. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And if we're all infected with this disease of sin, then all of us have a death sentence. It's coming to us. We're all sinners, and this is exactly what we deserve. God is a just God. He can't just ignore the consequences of the things that we've done, the consequences of our sin. If he did, he wouldn't be a just God any longer. But God is also perfectly loving and perfectly merciful. And the cross is the place where divine justice and divine love and mercy meet. Jesus takes our disease into himself so that we might be healed. Jesus loves us so much that he was willing to be brutally beaten and whipped, stripped of his garments and humiliated, and nailed to the cross to die the most horrible death that the Romans had so that you and I might be reconciled to God. That our relationship with our Creator, with our Father, might be restored. And if you have welcomed Jesus into your life, your healing has already begun. If you haven't, please know that Jesus is the only way that you can be saved. The rest of that verse about the wages of sin being death tells us this. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is no other way. There's no other name under heaven by which men can be saved but that of Jesus Christ our Lord. And all you need to do to accept that gift is say, I'm sorry, thank you, and please. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things that I've done. I'm sorry for living my life apart from you, going in my own way and not listening to you. Would you please come into my life? Would you please heal me from this sickness called sin? Thank you for what you've done for me on the cross. I accept your free gift. That's all that it takes. Just reaching out our hand and accepting that which is free. It's not something that we can earn. It's not something we deserve. But that's exactly what we mean by the word grace. A free gift. Anglican bishop and Bible scholar N.T. Wright wrote that Jesus is numbered voluntarily with the transgressors. But instead of that making him a sinner too, it means that sinners are rescued. He somehow takes from them the stain of their sin, the pollution that they're carrying, and his purity and innocence go out in strength to heal, to forgive, and to rescue. Put a little bit more simply, he says, he has become what we are so that we might become what he is. Jesus has become 
sin so that we might take on his righteousness. In 2 Corinthians it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus cried out from the cross, It is finished! And so it is. The battle is done. The victory is won. And Jesus rested in the tomb, waiting for the surprise that no one expected. Stay tuned for more details. But there's one more thing. Kent Brantley, the Ebola doctor, said, your faith doesn't make you safe. And Franklin Graham notes that it's his faith that put him in harm's way. It's because of our faith, our faith in Jesus Christ, that we go to these distant corners so that we can be a light to a very dark world. Jesus has smiled on us with his love. He has rescued us. And he allows us to follow in his example, taking up our own crosses and dying to ourselves daily so that we can pass his love on to others so that they might be rescued too. Without Jesus, we're sick. We're dying. There's no hope. With Jesus, by his wounds, we are healed. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you with all our heart that on the cross Jesus became one with us in our sin so that we might, despite that sin, share the life of your kingdom. Enable us, we pray, to be truly grateful and to live not as unforgiven sinners, despairing in our own weakness, but as your forgiven sons and daughters, rejoicing in your power to save and cleanse and give life to the glory of your great and holy name. Amen.